email ray at rte.ie. The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio 1. The reviews are in. <laughs> uh, yeah. Very funny. Your debut in act- interacting made me laugh, says June. Thanks, June. Thank you. We need all the encouragement. Or maybe not. Don't encourage us. Now, Laura DeBarra uh, is the self-proclaimed gaff goddess. Uh, she trademarked she IE. And she made it her business to make DIY more accessible to a wider audience, releasing two best-selling books, Gaff Goddess and Decor Galore. can never get my (laughs) mouth around that one. Uh, Now, Laura's back uh, with another banger of a book, Garment Goddess. And this time, she's here to chat in the flesh. Great to see you. It's so nice to see you. We've yeah. been like doing shows, like I've been coming on for, I was saying like it's a, over a over year. Over a year now, yes. Yeah, and now I get to meet you in person. My mother is delighted she's listening. Hello. <laughs> she can't believe this is happening. So, And is she Mrs. DeBarra? She goes by Barry. I always oh. go by my Irish version uh-huh. because I'm working in the UK and one of my uncles said to me, don't you be using, like always use the Irish version. So, uh, And all the Barry stroke DeBarras are from Douglas and Cork. We are, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, how many's in the family? There um, is four kids. Oh, right. Yeah, I can still call us kids. Yeah. Yeah. Now the new book is Garment Goddess, and it is not my word, but Barbara Rose's uh, word, a banger. It's it, it's it's brilliant. It's a reference book for anybody who wears clothes. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. we all wear clothes. Yeah. Bar, it, well, Bar, Barry Keoghan, of course, it, like he doesn't yeah. wear them that often. But <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's like my first book, Gaff Goddess, where it's a reference book, but it's also. Just like the interior books I do, I'm not telling you how it should be. I'm not telling you how to dress, what you should look like, what size, all that kind of stuff. I'm just helping you. My background's in fashion production and design and manufacturing. And I'm giving you, because I think everyone's frustrated with the quality of clothes at the moment. And I'm helping you spot low quality. Section one, how to buy well. Section two, how to care for the clothing. And section three, how to repair. So it's kind of like a Bible for the home, but it's focused on the wardrobe. Uh, I'm fascinated by how the world and it's, well, Western world, uh, got itself into this fast fashion Mm. problem. And it happened very quickly. It it happened fast, didn't it? Yeah, it's why I left fashion, actually. I was working in a high street supplier and we went from, you'd pour over all of the catwalks and you'd figure out what's trending next and what's going to be the next thing. Even though we were designing for just high street stores, that level of design still went into it. And around 2014, 15, 16, over those, like that, it was about a couple of years, it was like, stop all that. We're just responding to social media trends now, micro trends. Somebody's come out wearing this jacket. We need to get the exact same jacket in, dress like a celebrity, wear it once. It was so overwhelming and you're just creating landfill. But to get that in that quickly, you have to reduce quality. And then it just slowly took over. Just like crap clothing, but you're paying more for it. In the long run. Yes. You see, this is a problem. This, I think this is a problem because when people say, well, you should buy, you know, uh, statement items and all that and ones that you're going to wear for years, that's all well and good if you can afford because exactly. quality costs money. Exactly. And then like very cheap clothes are expensive to own because they're, they don't last as long and they can fall apart. But one thing I'd always say about fashion is it's very snobby and it tells you like it's very sizist. And then if you're on a budget or sizing is like a massive thing or where you are, like accessibility to it. I don't like that kind of snobbery with it. You can still be in a store like I used to design, for example, for a high street store that's very, very cheap. It's known for being very cheap, but they have some quality garments because they still look after the customer whose budget is there. It's the fashion items and the fast moving fashion mm. that we're just exposed to so much. Now, we had a lady in before COVID. So that was in 2019, which is mm. now five years ago. Oh, my God. I've uh, aged and she had a book. Much. She had a book on fast fashion. Yes. So we were talking about it then that we couldn't continue to buy these cheap clothes at the rate we were buying them and filling up landfill. 
Has anything changed in those five years? I think the customer's mind frame has changed because we're fed up now. I think it was there and the low quality was there if you were shopping in low quality. I think it was mainly like, well, I don't shop in Shein, for example, so I'm not exposed to that. And now it's affecting every single part of fashion. I'm sure someone listening right now is thinking, oh my God, yeah, I always buy this one white t-shirt from this one brand and this year it's worse than ever. Right. I, I'm telling you the quality when I'm walking through shop floors okay. now, menswear hasn't changed as much, but women's wear has just gone out of control. Uh, and you make the point that they will produce what people want. Yes. So if people want higher quality, then the manufacturers will produce it. Yeah, and like the most simplest way to put it, like I never think that the owner should just be on the on the buyer because they shouldn't be producing the crap that they give us anyway. But what we used to do working in fashion, every Monday there is a meeting on bestsellers of the previous week. And then let's say there's style ABC. If they say A hasn't been selling, the customer hasn't been picking it up, stop the press immediately like stop producing this we are not putting this on the shop floor where do we right. think we went wrong they'll assess it this is selling through it's going really really quickly quickly produce more like it's done it's done on a weekly basis okay. almost like daily for some brands so if you just shun the bad quality they're going to have to pick it okay. up a bit Right uh, so at the beginning of the book you introduced us to all the, the various fabrics natural fabrics versus synthetic and yes. you would always go natural I presume as much as possible, you've got to think about the intention of the garment. If you're going into a gym, you're not going to be wearing 100% cotton because it'll get laden down with it. But if you want to buy something that you can wash often and it's going against your body and you want it to absorb and keep you cool, go for natural fibres. Right. Uh, and then sizing, you into sizing as well. And, and that has changed over the years, hasn't it? Yeah. And it's unfortunate because sizing is also so psychological, you know, like, and like menswear is measured in centimetres and inches, whereas women's is like this kind of vanishing yes. sizing. And I, there's a few tricks I have in the book, like how we used to buy when we wanted to buy a true size. When you're designing, you have to buy true size 12s for the sampling process. We used to measure, if you have a garment laid out flat and you just measure it straight across, if you measure the widest part of your body, I'm not going to say hips because it's not the widest part for everyone's body. It could be your chest, it could be your stomach, your thighs. If you measure around yourself and then half it, you just match that measurement to the widest measurement on the garment. Uh-huh, yes. So then that makes sense. Go for fit instead of size, you know, and it's very easy for us to say that, but I think sizing is kind of whack now. It's I wonder what the hi- historical context of, of women having, you know, 6, 8, 12, 14, 16, and men having, uh, you know, 28, 30, you know, 32 inch waist. Well, I think as with anything with men, it's much more serious business if they're buying their clothes than the women. So give them a little aim to get into with their six and their eights. You know what I mean? I think like menswear, when I worked in menswear, was taken very much more seriously with measurements. We needed their neck measurement. We needed their arm measurement. Women instead, they'd just be like, yeah, oh. just one, one size. Yeah, and I think it like, look, we could go on about that for <laughs> hours. And I think like, in a way, people maybe don't even mean it anymore, you know, but it is something that we need to think about your fit, not your size. Does it fit you? forget the size Okay and now buying online you deal with that as well Yeah because look most of us do and it's for accessibility reasons Okay when I go online it it has a picture of some guy Simon (laughs) is wearing a medium he's six foot three and you look at Simon and you know he's he's obviously a model so he wears it better than I'm going to wear it But, but, but are those pictures of any use to us and then they have the little details under it you know, they'll say true size and all that sort of thing. Yeah, they are. Like, I, I feel like sometimes online shopping is like, oh, no. And, and then you think you have to buy three of the of the versions to see which one fits me. Mm. And that is like really bad for sustainability in itself. Now, if you have to do it, you have to do it. So I take 
you through in the book, like how to use those pictures to your advantage. There's key indicators in those pictures about quality and about how it will fit. And then also what you need to measure in yourself and how to measure, not how to figure out like all the sizes you are, but like the key parts you should be measuring to match the garments that the measurements they give you as well. And then also in the description, you should know by the time, because the book is like a journey. I go with you shopping and tell you what I'd be looking for. So you've already done that bit and they'll be flash. By the time you've read the first section, bad quality will be flashing to you and like fabric cons- um, composition you'll be like it'll be under your belt so you'll be just reading a quick glance and you'll be going mm. oh whereas if you, I was to tell you to read that whole thing without knowing you'd be saying what is all this information uh, and men's clothing tends to be of better quality than women's clothing I wear a lot of men's wear personally yeah oh my god like today now I am a little bit more like women's Feminine. wear but this right. is like a military jacket like second hand um, basically because I was working in men's wear I saw firsthand the difference in quality and like somebody said to me oh it's because men won't buy it they won't buy low quality and I just thought where did this come from I don't think that's necessarily true you know and my husband says it all the time he's just like it's so tricky with women's fashion like I can just go in and it's very simple for me to be able to just buy something of high quality mm. women's wear they spray fabrics to make them feel better there's things that will re- like reduce in quality after a wash but like a lot of garments between men's and women's wear are the exact same like I wear a lot of crew neck jumpers I always buy them in men's wear go next time you're shopping if you need to buy anything casual right go to the men's wear section first and pick up a top similar tip. it's top a top tip, tip. send the alarm send the <laughs> alarms it's go into the men's wear section have a look at what you're looking for round neck crew neck jumper let's say the sizing is way more generous right. if you feel like a woman's store isn't kind of giving you the right like you can't move around in it they love to create like much nicer quality for men so like have a look it got mentioned earlier on in the week so I don't know who mentioned it, the capsule wardrobe what is a capsule wardrobe Capsule wardrobe is another way these days to help people spend more money. Oh, so like you can, but they are very useful if you are someone who wants a very neat wardrobe where you don't have to think about what you have to buy. But like as Fiona, um, who's at Gill and I were talking about this week, sometimes the capsule wardrobe changes with trends anyway. You know, the shirt is a different measurement, different lengths. So capsule wardrobe can be helpful if you feel like you want to start over again. But then they say things like everyone should have a good pair of jeans. Not everyone wants to wear a pair of jeans. Mm. This is another way that fashion can be a bit judgmental. But what you can do is create your kind Kind of capsule wardrobe. I, I, I just maybe it's just me and the age I'm at, and the fact that I don't give as much of a as I used to. But I, I, I get a sense that there's less emphasis on fashion these days that people are more even younger people are more likely to wear whatever they like yeah which is great because also you've got to think about how a lot of our fashion came around our occupation and not a lot of people are working in offices as much anymore a lot of jobs have ditched the suit like I've seen pictures of my grandfather on the beach in a suit and I was like granddad wore a suit to the beach and my mum was like granddad wore a suit everywhere he's got the legs of the suit rolled up while he's paddling you know and like she was like so they wore a suit everywhere nobody even thought about it it's changed a lot you know like even when women in like around 1900s when they changed and women stopped wearing skirts so they had to go side saddle they were able to wear a trouser these kind of things always come through and now we're in a stage where like your occupation isn't defining you as much so your clothes don't have to match that Right, maintenance of clothes then how often should you wash jeans? So jeans are tricky because I most people have heard that you're never supposed to wash them and they should be so covered in you that they can stand by themselves in the wardrobe. If you're into it, go for it. I might if it makes you happy. Like if it smells, wash it. Yeah, listen, and maybe you might like the smell. Who knows? But I think with with denim, they're usually talking there about a hundred percent denim dyed in indigo dyes, and if you wash it, you will fade the indigo dye in yeah. it. These days, you're not always buying 100% cotton. So it depends what it's made of. Synthetic fibres will kind of like wear out and snap as you wash them. I wear jeans a lot for work. They're hard wearing. I'm doing a lot of DIY at work, a lot of building furniture. I'll buy 
through denim, 100% cotton, in a certain weave, there's a section on how to buy denim in the book because it's so tricky. And I'm not telling you how to buy denim that I like. It's how to help you figure out what you like in denim. Mm. And then if you're buying, if, what if you want your denim really skin tight and like stretchy? You want to make sure there's some elastane in there. Mm. What if you want to wash it often, make sure it's not true indigo dye? But and it'll help you in the book with that. It, this is the frustration, I say, of most people listening. Uh, so you, you find a pair of jeans that you like, you know, you're a whatever, 34, 32. You, you buy them in the shop, you try them on, it's great. Then you go, this is brilliant now, I can order them online. And you order the exact same model, the exact same size. The postman arrives, you're very excited, but on your new jeans, they don't I know. fit. They've usually changed supplier. And that's what is I that used it? to be. We'd be the supplier, yeah. Oh, you know, different suppliers have different ways of doing it. And then also like they want to cut costs, so they've got to use a different fabric. Maybe they've reduced their, the size of their fit model. Like I've covered some of these things about why sizing changes. And a lot of the feedback of people who had early copies of the book were like, I had no idea it was that. Yes. You know, a lot of people It's all like, in the book. Yeah, all in. Like, and it's interesting read, I think. You mentioned there you do a lot of uh, assembly of furniture. Yes. So you're the flat pack queen. I love flat packing so much. Like I <laughs> put on Donna Summer or a Housewives podcast and just let me flat pack the day away. Which which Donna Summer song do you put on? I love Last Dance. Oh yes. Do you know like what a cracker? Like it's so good. And yes. then also like she's got some really good ones. There's one that um a famous fashion designer does his workout to every single morning. Rick Owens, really what, good. And what is it? I'm just gonna I'm looking for some Donna Summer here just to. Um, Bad so, Girls is also excellent. Yeah, the anthem. All of those ones around the eighties, there. With loves unkind, bad girls. You said, "What's it? What? What one did you say?" Oh, last dance. There it is. We have it. It's really good. now. That's a slow start. You see, it is. Yeah. So but you, then that I've been listening to a load of doctors' orders at um, when I've been flat packing recently. It's such a banger. Doctors' orders. Yeah, it's not Donna Summers. It's another artist, but it's what a tune. Right. What a tune. Um, okay. Sorry. Uh, so that's we, we've done buying, maintenance, now repair. Do you sew? Do I sew? No. Can you sew? No. Do you want to sew? Can't be bothered. Well, well, I, I you have don't have to be. Like, is it yeah. not everyone's into it? Yeah, but, but, but like, isn't sewing, like, is it, sewing's a bit like, like flying a plane, I suppose. It, it, <laughs> no, but the beginning and the end, they're no, the I difficult bits. I the middle you. bit is easy, isn't it? Yeah, because you're repeating something yes, over yes, and over. Yes, 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 yeah. yeah. And it's like getting the, in. The and beginning then, bit and then yeah. how do you end it? And I totally get that. And yeah. I have friends who are like, I've never had an interest in it because I feel like I don't want to get into the trickiness of it. But there's actually a lot of sewing tutorials in this book. Right. Just the ones that I feel people would use. I don't want to overwhelm and like, like go into dining and stuff like that. A button or whatever. A yeah. button, things that happen is often. Yeah, a zip, your high heel goes through the end of your trousers, you're on your way to a date, what am I going to do? I'm going right. to be tripping over what, like, yes. think of me, blah, yes. blah, so like, you can do that. And it, I'm left-handed, so a lot of tutorials for me, I'm like, oh my God, having to reverse it in my head. So I've done it the way you can put the book upside down if you need to. And then it's all illustrated. I've illustrated everything so that people can understand it. Because I've asked yeah. friends of mine who never saw, will you try this? And they've been like, oh my God, I've done it. So I feel like it'll work for people right. who want to learn. Um, looking forward to getting Laura's book. Um, I, I got the uh, gaff goddess after I heard her on the show says Joan oh my god I love Joan thank you yeah. oh. <laughs> do you know DJX no no you should you should go to DJX on Spotify he's okay. sort of a, he's an AI DJ oh my there's AI DJs yes in and oh he, my he god. taps into your playlist and all that and he delivers it out then Oh my god! And it keeps you company. Oh my really? Okay, I'll do that next time. I'm and he'd say things like, uh, uh, "Next up, we have some songs that'll help you clean the house." 
And he might no. start with, yeah. Oh my God. Okay, I'm going to look that yeah, up. Yeah, DJX, DJX. Uh, you have Spotify. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah brilliant. Okay, uh, so it's all there. Uh, Garment Goddess, uh, Laura DeBarra, how to buy, care for, and increase the lifetime of your clothing. Uh, you launched it last night and you made your own outfit. Yeah, I did. All, like, I think because it was a big event and like after studying fashion and having the skills, I just wanted to have a special outfit, you know. And it was love. Like my grandmother taught me to sew and she would have been like, make your dress for the evening. Like, of course you'll make your dress. So it was really nice. It was lovely to Describe be it in. to us. So it was a skirt and top so that I can like wear them separately and get more wear to them. Down to the floor, it was cotton suiting material I buy in this fabric warehouse up the road for me in London. £2.50 a metre. Right. If anyone wants the name, let me know. And then a big wide sleeve and a bit of gold attached into it as well. Right. It was fun. It was very. It was based on this Tom Ford collection in the 90s that I loved. So. Uh, and I believe everybody wanted to talk to you about dresses, particularly dresses with pockets. Yeah, we are left to rot as women when it comes to pockets. Like, do you ever see a girl just holding loads of stuff in her hand? Mm. I think it's down to us having no pockets. I've, I have a men's jacket and there's six pockets on the inside. So, like, that's another advantage of men's where you get loads of pockets when you wear it. Right. Loads. Like, they give you extra. Yeah, I would have thought, thought a dress with pockets was... Because it, when, you, when you put things into pockets, it misshapes the garment. Depends on the type of pocket. You could have a patch pocket. You could have an inseam pocket. Right. You know, like, they're all, it's all different. And yeah. when something is really well produced, they will think about when you're designing, what are they doing here? They're probably carrying a mobile phone. Let's put the pocket on the back. Let's not put it on the hip, etc. We have it every which way, don't we, us men? No, I wouldn't say that either. Cause I, I don't clothes. think. No, I think most men wouldn't want it to be like that. I think just with fashion, they never changed it back in the day. Back in the day, and I think like anyone, like my husband would be like, "God, this is ridiculous." You know what I mean? Yeah. I think most, like ninety nine point nine percent of people would be like, you know, whereas producers just haven't thought about it. They're still going the same way. Uh, I think we're heading towards now. This is not in, like in fifty years' time. We're heading towards androgynous wardrobes. Yeah, to- I mean, I wear so much menswear. Yes, yeah. yeah, and I think style has changed. Like, we don't have to get as dressed up for certain occasions no. anymore. Even weddings, like we said to people, come as your best self. Somebody came in like slacks and a t-shirt. Come as your best come self. Come as your best self. Oh. You know, how fun. Everyone <laughs> felt good. Everyone felt good at the wedding yes. then. You know, like yes. my aunt always says she goes and she feels like she's dressed as someone else at a wedding because she's not wearing what she normally wears. See, that makes complete sense because you're in an environment in which you will feel uncomfortable. Yeah, which so why add know. to that? Why do you add to that discomfort by by wearing yeah. stuff that you're not comfortable in. And why cosplay, like, why cosplay, make your guests cosplay, like, wedding guests, yes. you know? Like, you're wanting, the room is just filled with all of your favourite people in your life getting to know each other. And, like, I feel like I want my, my I wanted my family to meet my friends dressed as they normally dress. Yeah. You know, like, so we did that. There you go. There's another top tip, uh, if you're getting married soon, that you can put on your invitation. Come as your best self. Yeah, and, and I, I said at the end, if it's jeans and a t-shirt or a gown, do whatever. Right. Laura DeBarry, you're brilliant. Thanks so much for coming Thank in. Thank you for uh, Garment me. Goddess is the book and it's in bookshops now. Quick commercial break. The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio 1.